Hey, Steve. Hey, Chrissy. How's it going? It's pretty good. I'm surviving the uh, ongoing pandemic times. Me too. Yeah. Still healthy, you? Well, relatively. Oh, right. Been been working out. So it's been interesting, to say the least. Yep, yep. It's been a while since we did a podcast. Um, the last one was listened to by like 30 people, maybe. So. Oh, I thought it was less. Well, I mean, it was at first, and then I think I think a few bots or something found it. Perfect. So, Well, one of the things I've been thinking about with the pandemic is that there have been some, like, good things that have come out of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, I think I have witnessed uh, an accelerated adoption of technologies that I was expecting to take, like, a decade, and... Just happened over like five months. Yeah, I so. noticed that too. I actually think it's super awesome. It actually and it forced me to really um, adapt and start using technology where I was always very hesitant before because I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Well, I mean, to be fair, you still don't know what you're doing. Well, that is true, but I'm getting better. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I like how as a as a shut in person myself before the pandemic. I appreciate that now everybody has an online store. All the restaurants have online ordering. Most of them work with Apple Pay or they have an app. And I can just, you know, order for delivery or, or pick up. You know, far more easier than I used to. Because, you know, as again, I'm, I'm a shut-in. I don't like talking to people you on the phone. You actually are. You will avoid a phone call at all costs. I've never I, seen anything like it. I will. I will avoid a phone call. I, um, I actually, like... Went out of my way to, to book a doctor's appointment through their app because I don't want to talk to them on the phone. I know. That is crazy to me. I, I like talking to people. I think, they're, yeah, I think well, they're good. I was annoyed that I had to call my dentist to pay my bill. I'm like, why don't you guys have an online payment options? Like, well, one of the cool things about the food delivery thing was that when we hit pandemic times, my studio went virtual and I had to teach from the building um, and my kids were home because we were in the lockdowns. So the delivery places, I could just call them, have them deliver them dinner, and leave it on the porch. They didn't have to deal with adults or strangers. And, you know, and I could I, even call ahead and be like, can you deliver the food at 6 o'clock? Oh, yeah. And I was doing grocery deliveries before it was cool when the pandemic started. I, to- I introduced you to grocery delivery. That's not true. I knew that is one hundred percent true. No, I knew I, about it. I just I didn't use it. Introduce you to Peapod Pass, though. Maybe the I Peapod did. Pass. One hundred percent. But uh, I was doing it before it was cool, and um, but now they just leave it on my porch, which I prefer anyway. I never made them bring it up three flights of stairs, anyhow. But uh, the delivery of groceries has gotten huge, and uh, that's kind of um, bad for restaurants, I guess. But. <laughs> But it's been it's been a very big, big change in American consumer behavior. You are correct. Um, I actually really like that everybody has suddenly this gotten the Apple Pay religion and the Google Pay and whatever, like the contactless payment stuff. Like everybody suddenly put them in. Now they don't always work. Like where where I've gone to get my hair cut ever since they upgraded their system like four months ago, it still doesn't work. Doesn't work. It used to work, and then they upgraded their system. But um, but you know for the most part it works. Like before before I would go, I would, I would use Apple pay wherever I could, but now it's just like everywhere. It's just kind of standard. And, um, it's, that's nice. I like that because it's very convenient and secure and I'm a nerd. Um, so one of the things that we started doing at my studio is we actually find, no, we finally started using like 
the app for attendance, and Venmo for paying. Like, just all of these things we, that we could no. have done, but always just never even thought of. Like, some, some of these things I told you to do, like, a year ago. Oh, you always tell me these I was things, like, and I don't listen. I think <laughs> you, you, to, you told me that people paid you by check or something. I'm like, I haven't written a check in, like, two years. Why just have them Venmo you? Like, what's... 100%. You, you told me this, like, at least a year like, and a half ago. I was like, I just... resisted. I was like, pay your people, like, electronically. It's just easier. Uh, you know that way you have you have a paper trail everything recorded automatically you're a one person show here you gotta like be efficient i know you are correct what did you uh, say i have to automate things. automate yeah that's right that's a software developer's whole view of the world is if i have to do something like more than once i i, I automate it it might take me like a day but then i never have to do it again <laughs> well that does make sense so, so one of the things that i was thinking about is that in order to make my business survive, I was really like perseverance. Well, and creativity. So, but they kind of go hand in hand. So, we went virtual to start, and then um, there was like a pretty big drop off when we went virtual, um, which was a little scary because I'm a single mom and I have to feed some children often. You know, they need things and yeah, they need to eat an awful lot of food for for being little. I guess they grow. They're not that little. I, well, not anymore. They no. ate all your food, <laughs> right? <laughs> but so we had to just constantly think outside the box. It was like, all right, well, now you're allowed to. When green happened, it was like spring for us because we were, were allowed to have yeah. classes. Yeah, the green, the green is referring to uh, the color coded uh, system of of fear. Or I, no, wait, no, that was that was the rainbow of fear from the Bush years. No, this was a different rain, different color coded fear system. This was um. Uh, uh, about what kinds of uh, regulations uh, or businesses were enabled or 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 turned off or whatever from the governor. So. Correct. So my business was able to reopen when we went to green, at right. which point we started our summer program and we offered regular summer classes. Some of them were inside, some of them were outside, and then we offered six weeks of camp. And I have never seen my camp program so busy in my entire life. Yeah, why, why do you think that is? Why camp? Because it was because outside? Because it was longer, it was... it was outside, and people had spent so much time away from people, they really wanted their kids to socialize. Yeah, so socialize with the virus. Right. But we did some cool things no, that actually, we would never yeah, would have yeah. done this year. We did YouTube videos, they did their own choreography, yeah. we would record it, and then we would put it on the JDA YouTube channel. They love that. We'd walk yeah. around town with our boombox to record now, stuff. I mean, I'm I'm glad it's working out. I, I still have mixed feelings about all this this stuff uh, because you know any amount of group activity is a potential vector. But on the other hand, for you know for infection, but on the other hand, it's like we can't just sit and do nothing. Can't just like live our lives in our and like can't people can't all be me and just be in silent time. Well, that is one of the things yeah. I noticed about you. It didn't really bother you all that much because because the rest of the world suddenly became like a shut in a shut in like nerd. I'm telling you, man. Like you don't understand. I don't know if you didn't you didn't get it before, but like there, there's a whole population of us. I think in Japan they call them neat. Well, no, I have a job, so it doesn't count. But there's like. There's like populations of people that just sit inside all day. Now I don't I don't actually play video games all day or anything, but I uh, you know I'm at home working from home, which is one of the things I saw uh, I think is a permanent change is the working from home thing. I was already doing that too, so that was part of this. But now I think that's a permanent change. I think that uh, while people will start going back to work, and I know some people are really in, uh, frustrated being at home. I like it. I've always liked it, and I'm gonna keep keep it up. 
Um, I think that's one of those permanent changes that we all have to adapt to. Uh, but yeah, for me, the pandemic was a little smoother to adapt to. I was like, well, I mean, just doing the same thing I was doing before, but now the world is even more terrifying than it was. You're so- also very like... <laughs> realistic you're like this is not going to end so like oh, yeah. months before oh, anyone God. knew what was happening you were like i have a lifetime supply of toilet paper hand soap rice, oh yeah yeah I, was, I mean it was like I was, insane um, i was telling you and other people to, like you start preparing long before this happened and then when and then uh, when uh, when the um cdc person had did this i don't remember that woman's name but it was the last time we heard from her when she did this oh the press conference there was just one little press conference and we're sitting here and she said oh prepare for disruption in your life i was like okay definitely uh we got to get our crap together and i started uh, making sure i got the last of my emergency supplies and you know it's i don't understand what and then and after that people were like all upset with me on social media because i was like you know we're going to have to do these lockdowns because at the time, I mean, I have a, my opinion about the lockdowns has, has evolved over time. But at the time, I think it was like uh, the best evidence we had was like we have to just stop whatever we're doing for a while. And I remember saying like, look, man, we have to do this. And people are like, no, we can't. It's going to destroy us economically. Like, I know it's going to do that. You better like get the government to like give us money. And I'm not a big fan of the government giving money out to people. But if you're going to – but we had to shut things down and – I was like, you better tell your representatives to give you money because this is not going to be a short-term thing. I've been telling people, like, uh, they were like, oh, it's going to be like two weeks, going to be a month. I'm like, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like years. It's going to be like two years. Like, I, I don't expect this to be back to normal until 2022 at the earliest because it, it just, these things take time. And if you have, as I have studied, like, pandemics in the past and have been aware of, of people like Bill Gates who has been uh, banging this drum for many, many years, uh, this is exactly the scenario that was predicted that you know you'd have a respiratory virus. You said that. So so yeah. So anyway, I was uh, I was a little bit ahead of the curve there about stuff. I got a lot of flack in the beginning, and then all of a sudden people got real quiet <laughs> well, about that goes, about right? that kind of thing. Um, and now I feel like we flipped all the way over to the other side, where now it's like a little too extreme, too right? extreme. Like people are a little too fearful. Like even me, I'm a little I'm a little more going outside a little more. I wanted more. to tell you. Um, Oh, this is very funny, actually. You had your first real outing the other day at a store. Oh, that was horrible. That's terrifying. No, like, okay, you have to tell everybody what we were doing at the store. Okay, so so I've started going outside a little bit more. Right. Okay, I mean, you have to tell everybody. Yeah, yeah okay, let me, let me, let me get, let me get, I, I mean, I don't know, like January, February? Like, I really leave my house, I mean... It, and again, it wasn't that much of a change. It was more like, more like, whereas before pandemic times, I would go to like a show once or twice a week. Now I was just like not going anywhere. <laughs> so then I started, I started going out, um, just like outside physically, but I didn't, I haven't been in stores because I avoid Until them. Until the other day. Yeah. Like I, I avoid stores because, oh, this is, this is one of the things I've been harping on long before the, um, WHO recognizing the CDC. I was like, this is a respiratory virus. It's going to spread in the air. Maybe we shouldn't be inside buildings together. And I was like, so that's why I was avoiding those things. But anyway, so we, we were going out to... Um, we went to the dollar store. Yeah, we went to a dollar store because... So let's just give a little context. Well, I thought I was giving the context. No, I'm taking over. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so um, at, at my studio, we obviously can't share props anymore for the little kids. So we started putting together these prop bags and it's a little JDA bag and their stuff goes inside and they pick it up every week and then we keep it for them. And do you, do you use them for dancing? Yes. Their In current the perf- one has a teddy bear, a bean bag, which they have the most adorable song on the planet they do to it called the goldfish song and a scarf. 
A scarf, okay. And you should see them be the little goldfish sleeping. It's very cute. So anyway, in our next session, we're going to get them new props because these will be boring by then. Yep. Well, we showed Kid, up. The- kids have an attention span that is equivalent to a tiny goldfish. Yeah, so it kind of makes make sense. Um, so actually, I'm going to post the goldfish song on the JDA YouTube channel so I can figure out how to get it off my phone because it's so funny. You, does it even have an address? Because it's, it's probably not YouTube.com slash JDA or something. It's probably some it kind is. of... It is. Uh-huh. Do you actually have a name? I think so. I don't know. I well, we can, fi- we can find out. Okay, anyway. So... So we go there, and they have all these wonderful props. They have butterfly wings and wands and headbands and tutus. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going crazy because there's a dollar a piece. Yeah. So, Stephen, she was, what, she was going what crazy. quantity of each <laughs> item did we have to so, get? Okay, so I'm, I'm, in this, I'm in this dollar store. I'm, I'm like stoic on the outside, freaking out a little bit on the inside, trying to stay – the you know the the social social distance away that from everybody. Are you running away from people I'm in like, the store? I'm like, like seriously, I'm running away from it. Like everybody to me has like a force field on, and if I get within six feet of them, it pushes me away. So I've been I was trying to like get around the store, and I just people are not actually socially distancing like they should in these stores, and I'm like trying to avoid being around people. So I'm I'm walking around, but and I thought you need to get like four masks or like four of these or something. You, you said I need to get a few extras for backup, and I was I thought like four or five. No, you start filling up like taking everything off of the shelf, like 40, 50, 50 of these things, like <laughs> fifty wands or like fifty Choo-choo's. like reindeer yeah. antler things, like fifty and, bumblebee wings. I'm like, what? We like get more baskets, Steve. I'm like, we're running out of baskets, Chrissy. Like, where's the carts? I don't know, Steve. There's no carts, and so. We, we were just lugging these baskets of, of, of stuff to this poor checkout person who, for some <laughs> yes, reason, for some reason, doesn't understand the concept of multiplication and was like literally scanning every single item by hand. Each item. I'm like, they have but the same much, skew. And I spent like $175 at the dollar store. No, you only spent $175. Like, that's the thing. That's a dollar store. So $170 is like a mountain of plastic garbage. I realized I had gone to the dollar store the day before that and spent $150. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's good for the... the it, you know, it just... It, it, once again, it makes me think, how do dollar stores stay in business? Because you, you only spent like $175. You got like a gazillion things. But, um, but yeah, it took forever. So I... You were like, "How are we gonna get this to the car?" And and I, well, okay, I said, "Why don't Why don't I go Why don't I go bring the car around?" So I go and I take my time to get my car, and I keep I, I loop around like twice. I, I wait outside. I get in the way of traffic. People apparently see a car in front of them with four way flashers on and forget how to drive around a, 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 a stationary object. So I'm like I, I'm like fine. I'm gonna move again because. You know, people can't drive. So I'm like, it's like the fourth time around. I'm like, where are you? It's been like 10 minutes. What <laughs> 10 takes minutes so long? Like what, what takes so long to, to like scan one item type times 40 and then like move on? But no, apparently she was scanned every single one. Now, what's really funny is that when I finally saw you come outside, I saw the cash, the cashier like walk out on break. She told me she had to go take a break. Yeah. <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, oh, she well. She was not happy at all. Now were, now so, were the people behind me. Trust me. And then, and then you went back later I went back later like we we went we went to get like we went to to do something else then you had to come back and get more stuff correct but now i have all the props for the rest of the dance year that's amazing so one of the things that i've been thinking about is just like how much creativity it's taken to um 
What's the word I'm looking for? Survive? Thrive? Yeah, I don't or know. Or reinvent my business. There you go. Reinvent business. Something everybody's doing, including my, my university in some ways. Yeah. And so you it's, know, everybody's the businesses who have done that seem to be doing fine. Like, I think yeah. West Ave did a great job. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, the, it's not to say that it's difficult. No, but, it's a pain in the butt. But let me put it this way. There are businesses that are whiners, and there are businesses that, like, just yeah. try to get, you know, try to adapt. Yeah. And some businesses is easier than others for sure to do so. But I have seen examples in all areas where, you know, businesses have done a really good job adapting or not. I, I was actually surprised by some of the plays that have done well. So restaurants, of course, are really difficult to adapt to this scenario. But as you said, some have managed to do it. And some have because, done a really great job. Because it's a combination of things. Like they had the right infrastructure, like infrastructure stuff in place, and then they, they were able to adapt quickly to online things and providing other other resources um but also breweries i've been surprised yeah, i'm impressed by that too i'm impressed that it, it seems like i don't have any inside knowledge of finance or anything but it seems like some of the, the breweries in pennsylvania that i'm then uh, you know i know okay. like like brown goblet seems to be doing pretty yeah. well they have that big outdoor space i am yeah. so blessed that i moved two years ago to my current space which has a parking lot because mm-hmm. That was a lifesaver over the summer. Yeah, if you didn't have that, I mean, I don't know where you'd have to go. You'd have to find some other space and then lug everything over there and have people come. It would have been really a pain. So but it, what, it goes to show you, everybody, everybody needs an outdoor space for their business. So, like, good for the suburbs, bad for the cities. Um, and also, everybody needs a car now. That's why you can't get a deal on a used car anymore. So we did, we basically did a little bit of everything this fall when we reopened the program. So we well, have... yeah, and... Oh, we have indoor classes. We have outdoor classes. Yeah. We have virtual classes. And th- all of these things require different equipment and a whole bunch of stuff. It's oh, like yeah. now we had to buy, we have outdoor lights and oh, we man. have and, a webcam and, and we have, have yeah. microphones and we have and computers with us. There's and, a, that equipment is hard to get because everybody correct. wants it. So like there's a run on cheap Chromebooks, webcams been hard, microphones are keep being printers, sold out. Printers yeah, a problem. Uh, so uh, I remember saying like, like – Four months ago, I was like, you should buy all this stuff now because it's going to take, it's going to be really and hard. And you were right. I mean, <laughs> I only did about half of what you said, but you were right. But, but it's, it's, it's going to be like that for a while because everybody, everybody's adapting really quickly. As I said, it's like yeah. stuff that would have taken you years to adapt to, you just had to do overnight. And that's, uh, that's not easy and not everybody could do that. And, you know, obviously I, I more, I think more support is probably needed, um, for, for local businesses than has been granted so far yes, by, at the, the federal level. Um, but you know what? We can't control that. Those people are jerks in Congress, and so uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, you know, we're on, kind of all on our own. I'm lucky that my, my job has been okay. I mean, I've, you know, there's been sacrifices, but not too many so far. Um, universities are in a bad spot, though, so I don't know about long-term. That's something we could talk about another time because I, I know some people are interested in my social um, circle about yeah. So it's definitely been interesting to see how people have adapted and changed, and I feel like the people who have really been creative and thought outside the box and solved the problems as they came up have adapted better. And yeah. actually, there are a bunch of with your help, there are a bunch of skills I've learned in the pandemic that I never would have had, like. Marketing, Mailchimp. I oh, yeah. can fix my website now. I can you, use. I mean, it's amazing. You can. You edit. I don't know how to edit videos yeah, half as well video as you do. And it's crazy. Yeah, so. it is great. And YouTube, like you know yeah. how to upload the YouTube stuff. You're you're a YouTuber. 
Yeah, I could technically. Your, didn't your daughter ask you, is like, are you a YouTuber and like, are you making money? Yes. She, she said that every time I go to say something, she's like, are you making the YouTube money? Yeah, the YouTube money. Like, it's funny because nobody makes, like very few people make money on YouTube, like as a proportion of the people actually But all of the technology has been a lifesaver. Can you imagine if this was 50 years ago? We'd be I, yeah. I thought about that in the midst of the, the lockdowns, you know? Well, I think one of the cool things is, is now that things are opening up and people are starting to feel more comfortable, there are new opportunities popping up and you and I are doing some new projects we can talk about, but not today. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some, some stuff coming on Pipeline. The, the plan is to have this podcast be about 20 minutes, under 30 minutes for sure every time. And we're going to try to do it like every other week or something. Every other week. That's the plan. Yes, that's the plan. We scheduled so, it, so hopefully that works. Stay, stay tuned. Uh, I will try my best to keep this you feed. You should tell everybody working. who we are. Well, I'm Steve. Right, you are Steve. I'm Chrissy. I'm, I'm Chris. I mean, it's like it's in the name. Oh, it's right. in. It's in okay, like well, we're, we're, we're the we're. What's our podcast name again? Um. It's oh, partners, partners in, in crime. crime, and then one nine over six. Yes. I, I knew. I wanted you, you knew. Oh, I that was remember. a test, and you failed. Epic fail. Epic fail. No, yeah. So we're gonna keep this going. Stay tuned. To this. I'll try to keep this actual. Uh, this this working. It's, if we change hosts and all kind of stuff, technical stuff in the future. I'm sure you'll think you're smart. Um, yeah. And today's, today's episode uh, photo is going to be us and our Bad Things Happen in Philadelphia shirt. Perfect. Oh, we should do more matching shirt photos for the cover. <sighs> God, we have so more matching shirts. It's so embarrassing. But we have like three or four sets of matching shirts. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, all right. We, well, let's roll. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be it for... I don't know what episode number this is. Who cares? This episode. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. When I got done with this, when I got done with the winter, it was time for the summer. And I thought I would do a lot of things. One night I was working late, Chrissy called me up to celebrate, but now is a new beginning. Now I am working on a podcast about a car from the older days, and I know it's gonna be okay. Now we're gonna talk about some new things and figure out what we're doing, cause we know we're gonna be okay. One take.